Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. Now, you've seen this man in too many movies for me to even name. Uh, probably the one that sticks out uh, the most right now is the Machete powerhouse just a scary dude but with a heart of gold <laughs> i love him he's got a new book out uh it's called trejo my life trejo my life of crime redemption redemption and hollywood he's also got a documentary called inmate number one which uh is the rise of this man through the ranks of prison let's talk to him let me welcome to the show for the first time mr danny trejo hello Hello, and remember, blood flow the way to go. <laughs> you better say it, brother. You better say it. But first of all, first of all, thank you for, for joining us. Um, as I was reading, I uh, started reading your book, you know, I, I knew some of it. You know how you, you know, the, the, the stories are out. Every, every story about you kind of talks about your prison uh, stay in, in and out of prison in the 1960s. Um, take us through the last time, your last stay, the last time, and what changed uh, for you, what what cracked? Uh, the last time I went to prison was 1965, and uh, I was sentenced to 10 years, and I knew I was going to do all 10, and I just kind of resided myself to, okay, let's get comfortable, and in order to get comfortable, there's only two kinds of people in prison. There's predator and there's prey, so being prey is definitely uncomfortable, and <laughs> And uh, being a predator is, you know, you just got to have somebody watch your back at all times. And uh, so this is the way we lived. And uh, we found out that if we protect prey, we could make money and uh, and people respect you. If you're protecting somebody, people kind of say, oh, wait a minute, if he, you know, he's got to kill you. And so so you kind of, you, you, you build a reputation around you and... Uh, and that's the way we did it. I mean, it's just like, okay, let's get as comfortable as we could. We were. I, was, I, I gotta say that, you know, this uh, prison was just a, another stay, and that was it. Another, mm. another, another hotel. Ten years though. Uh, what was the crime? I sold four ounces of sugar to a federal agent. Sugar. Sugar. Yeah. Not actual cocaine. Not actual heroin. Not actual four ounces of sugar. Well, Sale in lieu of narcotics. They made that law up just so it couldn't let me go. <laughs> because you had a track record. Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, we were crooks. And so, and uh, the guy I got arrested with said that uh, he would testify against me if if I didn't plead guilty. So I had a, I had a kind of a, you know, okay, what am I going to do? You know, so because we actually beat that case twice. But then uh, the third time, if you beat something three times, that's it. They can't arrest you anymore. So one time I beat it. I walked all the way down the Hall of Justice, all the way out the county jail. Bam, they got me again, turned me right around and took me right back and refiled. And so, but, uh, so I had to plead guilty to sale and loot of narcotics, which uh, carried a, 10-year sentence. So, okay. So, you resigned, you said you resigned to, okay, this is just like a stay in a hotel. You you had to flip a switch. I'm not going to be a prey. Not going to get got. 
So there's, you know, you talk about, you know, this kind of machismo, you know, this kind of, and I look at the society that we're in and there's a lot of posturing going on. Because to me, if you have to show that you are all of that, then you really are insecure and scared. You know, it's just the opposite. Absolutely. When did you come to that conclusion? But during those 10 years, that was your, that was your protection though. You had to. It's so funny. It's like in Hollywood. It's so funny. It's like when I walk into a room in Hollywood, I watch, I watch all the, Immediately posture up. I, and I've told Eddie Bunker says, Danny, you have to be the first one to disarm people immediately because look at you, man. You look like you're ready to c- commit a crime. So I walk in and I'll, hey, what's up? Y'all immediately say hello to everybody. And it kind of you, you know, because it's like the minute posturing up is fear. Okay. And, uh, and, uh, you, you just said it. It's like, you know, look at watch out now, you know, you know the guy that's the guy you gotta be scared of, that little quiet guy that doesn't know anything. It's funny. Me and Mike Tyson, we had this, Mike Tyson's one of the baddest guys on the planet still. Okay. But Mike Tyson will tell you, Hey, four inches of steel will take care of me fool. You know, I mean? I, you know so prison isn't about being tough. It's about willingness to do whatever it takes, you know? Now, if I sock you, then you're gonna sock me back and we're gonna roll around and then one of us is gonna get shot. If that one dies, I got a murder beef. Do you understand? If the cop, even though the cop shot him, the murder beef is mine. It's like an armed robbery. If you're doing an armed robbery and your crime partner gets killed, you have a murder, you know? So that's the way it works. You get tried for murder. So so there is no tough in prison. I was lightweight and welterweight champion. I still not tough. Now, will I fight out of the ring? Hell no. You know, I won't fight out of the ring. It's like, because if I sock you, one of us is going to die. If I come up behind you, stab you three times and walk away, I'm gone before you fall. And I... I won. Oh, okay. That that went in a direction I wasn't expecting. We're talking with Danny Trail. Uh, he's got a book. It's his, his memoir. Um, and this is when I think you should do your memoirs. You know, there's a lot of people doing memoirs in their 20s. You haven't lived enough. This man has lived, okay? Uh, <laughs> my life of crime, redemption, and Hollywood. What did you learn about the prison industrial complex that we can today learn some things and maybe make some changes? What? Our prisons are so broken, are so broken, okay? And uh, and now they took all the weights out. They took all the boxing out. They took all the, you know, all the uh, exercise done. It's like now it's just a warehouse for insanity. That's all. And, uh, and uh, I helped pass the law that let juveniles that committed their crime before they were 25 who got life in prison can come out for parole. Now, me and Mario Castillo, uh, my assistant, we're working with uh, all the lifers that are coming out of prison. They've been in prison 32 years, 33 years. And my little cousin, Gilbert, his name is in the law books because he was the first one we got out. He was uh, 16 when he got arrested, went to prison when he was 17, got out when he was 55. Jesus. And uh, and he wasn't getting out if it wasn't for it wasn't for the governor, if it wasn't for Senator Ball, it was wasn't for all the it wasn't for Tracy Lum or, or the attorney we got him and uh, and Danny Trejo 
it wasn't if it wasn't yeah. for you and, using your celebrity and Mario, we, Mario Castillo and Mario yeah. Castillo you we were just talking well, they about they were so angry listen they were so angry that he was getting out because it set a precedent the department of corrections it set a precedent so they didn't even let us go on campus they on campus on the yard in pre they brought him out in a van to the highway and that's where he got out of prison. Because they didn't oh, want anyone to get the idea of freedom. Right. Because that is enslavement. So if, if you get to see and somebody now, get free, come on. There's been 4,500s filed that same writ using his name, uh, Gilbert Trail, using his name to, hey, you got to let him out. I, I love what you're saying. Um, 866-801-8255. As, as you're talking about this, I'm thinking, what's the point of our society if we're not rehabilitating people? What's the point of having this system if we're not really trying to change people's lives and their trajectory and make, give them opportunities, teach them, you know, they've removed education? Like, Karen, what's the point? Karen, California Department of Corrections, spelled backwards, is recidivism. It's just because that's what happens. That... The whole structure is built to come back to, to, for you to, if I ran a business with 80% failure, I'd change my business, but they got 80% failure. Okay. And, and uh, I, 10% of the people in prison belong in prison. There was a time when I belonged in prison. Okay. And then I had to say, wait a minute. Dear Heavenly Father, if you let me die with dignity, I'll say your name every day and I'll do what I can for my fellow inmate. I said inmate because I thought I was never going to get out of prison. And the good Lord fooled me and said, okay, sucker, we're going to let you try your wings. And, uh, and, and let me out August 23rd, 1969. And I was blown away when so I got what, out. What, what, so you went, you went into 65, you got out, yep. you're supposed to do 10 years. What, what happened that you got out early? I, 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 when I, when I come out of the hole, I had made that promise. I started helping inmates. I started helping. I became inmate social catalyst. And that meant like an inmate counselor. I didn't even know what it meant, but they made me, it was a new thing they tried. And so I'm helping inmates do whatever they got to do. And I, I wouldn't tell on them. That's why they, they had to get somebody that was respected in both genre, both the criminal and the guards. And the guards knew I was lightweight and welterweight champion. They used to bet on me. And so, so, uh, uh, and, and I, I, I didn't, I went 12 months without any kind of write-up. And I remember Mad Dog Madden, that's his real name. It was the parole uh, officer, right? The one that on the parole board. He said, Trejo, we're going to give you a chance to spread your wings because you've gone 12 months without a beef. You've never gone 12 days. And and uh, bring us back a life sentence. I'll never look me right in the eyes and just bring us back a life sentence because he knew I don't do good. At, and you know what? I fooled them all. So and what did I you do? my promise. Okay. Tell, us, tell us, Danny Trejo, wh what did you do when you got out that was different that didn't put you back? I started helping other people immediately, immediately. I, the first day I got out on Saturday, I went to a meeting, a 12-step meeting with a guy named Frank Russo, Frank Russo, Frank Russo. And I say that because he told me never to mention his name. But, but uh, we went <laughs> to a meeting. And then uh, uh, the next day I was standing out in front of my mom's house. 
And you have to understand, I robbed every house in this neighborhood. I broke into every garage and nobody liked me. And, and, uh, and I've seen this lady pulling out her trash can because in the 60s, you just had a big tub and you'd put everything and she was pulling out her old lady and I went over to help her. And I remember she says, no, me robots, daddy. Don't rob me, daddy. And I said, I'm not, yeah, I shut up. And I went, I grabbed the trash can. <laughs> I, I went to her other one in the backyard to get it. She never took her eyes off me. She was like, because she knew I was going to steal something out. And I brought the trash and I let it go. And that's what I started to do. Monday was trash day. Sunday, I used to take all the old people's trash out. So I started doing. And that was the only thing I knew is to how to be a nice guy. That was it. And my mom. So, so it, got, it got addictive to you. Yeah. But that's what I had to do. Every morning I say my prayers. Dear Heavenly Father, let me let me make somebody's day. Let me help somebody. Let me sign every autograph. Let me take every picture. And Because what a joy it is to make somebody's day taking a picture or signing the an autograph. And uh, so I've lived up to mine. We help everybody that I break bread with. Everybody that I call a friend has thermal underwear, socks, T-shirts, in their car so they can pass out to the homeless. Mm. Danny Trejo is here. Trejo. Um, tell me about your mom. Tell me about your family. What, what led you to this quote unquote life of crime early on? You know what? I, I, now I, I feel sorry for the life my mom meant because my dad basically married her to take care of me. And uh, my stepmom, she was like, an indentured servant, but, but this was the fifties. So, you know, she didn't work, you know, women, and, uh, women didn't have, couldn't even buy property back then. Couldn't really uh, have uh, a life. You know what's so funny? My dad has a passport, has his picture, her next to her. And it says wife, honest to God, the passport, it's got her picture wife, you know, and, and, uh, and so, uh, wow. but, you know, but she didn't really like kids. She couldn't have kids, so she had a resentment. And, and uh, but everything she did, she did out of duty. There was no love there. Just you know, it's what I have to do. And and uh, and it was so unbelievable that like uh, that's the way I grew up. You know, that's the way I grew up with somebody that didn't. I didn't get close to my mom till after my dad died, and and she finished this affair that she had and Max and Mario, two of my friends that saved my life, literally offered me a place to stay that was like five blocks away from my mom's house. So we eventually got back together and, and I would always have friends over her house when I was gone to make sure she was okay. And then we got close. And then my son, I love him to death. He calls me on his birthday and uh, which was March 8th. And uh, hey, I said, what are you doing? He says, I, I picked up grandma for my birthday. It's, oh, here, I got, to, I talked to her, told me she loved me, told me, Mijo, be careful. I'm so proud of you. You're in, you're in England. I was in England and oh God, you're, you're doing the Muppets. And just, I felt <laughs> like this pride. I wouldn't have got to talk to her if my son didn't, take her out for her birth for his birthday and uh because she passed away the 13th of that month wow wow 
I'm looking at the time. We only have a couple of minutes. So if y'all want to know how he ended up in Hollywood, you're gonna have to get the book because it's all mm. in there. Uh, so we're yeah. gonna leave with a cliffhanger. Uh, but right now, what makes you the most proud? And of course, we've, we've seen you in everything from Breaking Bad, Sons of Anarchy, The Machete, of course, in this book, uh, Treo, My Life of Crime, Redemption, and Hollywood. And there is a documentary that goes with it, Inmate Number One, The Rise of Danny Treo, uh, as well. What what brings you joy today? What What is the most important thing that you are doing? My, my kids. Hollywood, to me, is just a good platform, really. Good platform to go to juvenile hall and prison and stuff. But my kids, my son just directed me in a movie called From a Son, the best work I've ever done. He made me cry. I mean, and not one of them manly cry. I don't want them booger cry. <laughs> them booger cry. <laughs> and, and I wanted to do it like John Wayne. Okay, but no, he kept showing me baby pictures. Look, dad, remember this? Remember this? So he's a director and he directed me. In fact, tonight, there's a, we're direct. He's, we're going to his uh, video that he shot for Starcrawler, and it's a, uh, it's a uh, uh, me and David Hasselhoff are in it, and he directed it. So it's like awesome. Yeah. Well, you are awesome, sir. Um, I've been wanting to talk to you for ever since I watched Machete. I was like, where, where are you at? Are you, where are you? Were you in L.A.? No, no, I'm in New Jersey. Uh, okay. yeah. So when you, when you, you come, come this to way, LA, you got to stop at my restaurant, bring your family right. dinners on me. Okay. Listen, what's the name of the restaurant? Come on, daddy. Trejo's Cantina. Okay. Or Trejo's Tacos. All right. All right. I'm going to look that up. And then when I come there, what do I ask for you? How does this work? Hey, tell him. Yeah. Danny Drill said to call him. Okay. All right. I'm going to yeah. do that. I'm going to do that. Thank and if God. you were in LA, uh, wear your mask, but go there and get you some great food. Cause I know, I know you do things well. Cause you're a tourist like I am. I looked at it. Right. Yeah, brother. Listen, thank you so much. Much success with everything you do. You're a good, you're a good being brother. Very good. God, God bless you. you. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to the Karen Hunter show live every Monday through Friday at 3 PM East on Sirius XM urban view channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.